Welcome to the Carry On Podcast with Carrie Lloyd. Carrie is a published author of two books, The Virgin Monologues and Prude, and has written for countless publications and blogs. She is also a teacher and pastor and has taken her message of virtue, hope, and the art of being noble to thousands in person. And now, the Carry On Podcast with Carrie Lloyd. My name is Carrie Lloyd, and um, finally she's getting her words onto uh, the audio capacity of the cyberspace world. So um, I'm going to be covering all manner of subjects, and not just about sex and relationships like I used to. Now we're going into the world of humans in general, and uh, just why we do what we do. And uh, I am a spiritual person, I am a Christian, um, and I do like to talk about faith and love and everything in between. So um, welcome to Carrie Lloyd Podcast. I'm with my friend Amanda Cook. Um, she is an intergalactic worship leader. Intergalactic. I, that's what I would call you. Mm. To my friends, to my close ones. I lead worship in space. She leads worship in space. Can you imagine if you actually in did space. that? You're just in a The earth is not enough for the Lord. <laughs> We're going to space. Can you imagine if you just Marco Polo'd me from the moon? Well, I could, said, we could still sign up for Elon Musk's um, expedition to Mars. Like, where we going? What would we do? There's no shopping there. There's no shopping. I guess one just lives on Mars and tries to to exist, tries to survive Mars. That sounds horrible. If you're just going, if someone says, I'm sorry, Amanda, you're about to go to Mars for the next five years, and you've only got, like, you can only take three items in your bag. Can the items be people? No. Okay. Then I would probably... You've got to go alone. It's like... You and one with the Lord. <laughs> it can't be your piano because it's too. That's too big. Piano's yeah, too big. So no music on Mars. No. Well, you can take music. It just can't be a, a large enough instrument like a piano. I can only take three items to mm-hmm. Mars. Yeah, just three. <clears throat> the spaceship's very small. I, this well, is not where I thought this podcast was going. First of all, I, um, I, would, I would look for a way to end my life before I had to leave. <laughs> that was, you know, um, gentle. And pretty. <laughs> and pretty. <laughs> pretty. So you were surrounded by a rose bed of petals. And, I feel like you just described my worst nightmare. In fact, my worst nightmare is going oh. down in a plane. Oh, that's right. So much time on Which planes. is ironic because you're the one that wrote the song "You Make Me Brave," and yet you're the one well, yeah, that would turn to because... your friend and go punch me in the face and knock me out if we absolutely. Stop and I am selfish enough. If a plane's going down and I'm sitting next to you, I am selfish enough to ask you while you're trying to save yourself to spend expend your energy punching me in the face. Forget the I... oxygen mask on yourself. Yeah, I need you. No, no, that's too much time. Punch, punch me in the face. Punch that me in the would face. Be. Um, we're going down. I don't want to survive this. Because you know what happens if you survive. Most of your friends on the plane are dead. <laughs> and you're in the mountains somewhere with no cell signal. Your legs probably don't work. <laughs> oh my word. And, like, what? Then you just, then you have to survive the wilderness. I didn't sign up for that. I got on a plane to go to London. Who's going to operate the pedals on your piano? That. I'll be there. I'm just. How do we You've get? You've got here? your whistle and your inflatable life jacket there. No, oh, well that'll get me mm. far, just like the revenant. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't have a will to live. I think that's my wow. Issue. This is getting much darker. Yeah, it is. It's really. It let's keep it light. We were. <clears throat> if the apocalypse were to happen, yeah, I'd be the first one to go. First one down. Would and you? I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm just going on a hunger strike and read a couple books and just wait for the end to come. What books would you read? Would one of them be mine? Probably. Virgin Monologues. <laughs> and then I'll read I'll read it. Oh I'll read it aloud to myself. So. And I will I will laugh. Reenact it with role playing. <laughs> You'll probably read it out in my British accent like you do. I would. Anyway, so Amanda, I let's would. talk about how much more your <laughs> how much more your life has improved since I've come into it? Oh, uh, I think we should talk about. Should we talk extreme. about how we met? Oh yes, let's talk about how you pursued me. I did pursue because <laughs> I think everyone would have thought clearly. Carrie just lucked out. She probably pursued Amanda on a lot of Instagram contact or something. Let That's me not be how very this works clear. Out. Yeah, it wasn't luck. It was online dating. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There was no luck involved. Well, I had met your husband first. Mm, as the a lot very of, brilliant yes, Jacob. Yes, the very brilliant Jacob. And it was at a party, and you were just staring at me. <laughs> this is usually how my friendships begin. <laughs> I stare at them and across say the nothing. Room and say nothing. And we leave going, she was rude. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say anything. I would prefer oh, maybe just quiet, shy. She was quiet, contemplative. On, on our meeting to a yeah. point where she said nothing said nothing I did feel like you were surveying the land with me absolutely you know? I gotta okay. know what I'm getting into well absolutely <laughs> there are enough variables in life so I wanted to be I wanted to be certain and so you were trying to be certain for the next what nine months I don't think we I think it was a year wasn't it it takes a long time to become certain <laughs> Especially in a case like mine. <laughs> Takes a long time. And then you were in... Mm-hmm. She, Amanda is in the book the book um, launch queue. I sure was. Um, with well, because you're not just deal. one of my books. Because you're a British author. Okay. <laughs> so... If I was an American author, would you have been as oh, interested no. over Absolutely it? Absolutely not. Not, not keen at all. <laughs> would have passed me by there would have been no <laughs> stairs lingering stairs at a party nine months before yeah no i um i it was the accent and it was the brilliance <laughs> it was the wit <laughs> this is potentially the most narcissistic podcast that's what we were going to talk about we we're going to talk about narcissism if it is, it, is it a an, gift yeah or a curse yeah that's a great question but if you think about it, most of our journey in our friendship is we're very narcissistic. We don't really like to do anything if it's not being recorded. <laughs> it's very rare that we don't record something. Apart from that one time when I was face down in the carpet and you had entered into my apartment. And I was caring for you. Yeah, and you came and just lay down in the front of the carpet at the same time. Um, just crying with me. Yeah, but I kind of wish that you'd have been filming it <laughs> for our documentary. Yes, one day. yes, our memoir. I think we're going to do that at some our point when we're retired mm-hmm. from podcasting in your aerospace worship leader. <laughs> My aerospace from Mars. <laughs> anyway, you met. We met 
I waited in the line and I asked Carrie to be my friend. Yeah. Simple. I think I, I was quite assumptive and I said, well, I think we should, I think we should be best friends. <laughs> and you went, okay. Okay. So you didn't have much of a chance really no. to say no. No. Um, but then look at your life now. It's, uh, it was synchronized swimming. It was synchronicity. <laughs> we were both looking for that friend and that friend showed up. Divine. You were the friend. It was divine. That I never knew I needed. Mm. Mm. You're welcome. <laughs> Just kidding. Is this quality or I think you should be... <laughs> <laughs> I think you should um, potentially show um, the two fans that are listening to this podcast in time to come um, what you what you want the jingle to sound like. Oh, should we give that away right now? Is that the... I don't know. I just feel like you should show options. I just feel put on the spot right now. (laughs) This is when I crawl back into my... No, don't go there. Don't do it. You mean from this morning? The ideas I had? The little ideas Mm. that I threw in the the cauldron? Yes. Um... I haven't warmed up my voice. Just <laughs> 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 doing warm up. I don't. I don't have my piano here, so no. I feel we, very we'll vulnerable. We'll just save it for but another. It, we're gonna save it. For we another. talk about hard hitting topic. <laughs> just <laughs> all I needed was a little push off the ledge. All I needed was for you to say, actually, we don't need that don't, from you. Okay, I have something to say. No, we should leave it for another day, I think, maybe. Mm. You're <laughs> right. You yeah, I know you were. Yeah. yeah, you were waiting for me to jump in there and miss the cue. But you're going to Sydney tomorrow, which is deeply upsetting. I'm going to Sydney tomorrow. I keep leaving me. Australia. Why? To attend a creative conference. Oh, lucky them. I'm so pleased. <laughs> and to spend time with Australian friends. <laughs> I go for people with accents, apparently. Yeah. Do you know you there. You. You there. You. That sounds like an Eskimo. You shall be my friend. <laughs> I, think this, I think this is going well. I think it's going well. We're all of the great topics we discuss, though. Um that we say for supper time, mm. um, I've lost in my brain. And now, I'm trying to find now we're something with an your jingle jangles. edited podcast. How do you feel about me doing a podcast, just out of interest? Do you think it's a good idea? <laughs> I thought you were recording this. <laughs> no. I think it's a great idea. Do you? Yeah, Why? well, because I like to listen to your voice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Again, coming back, back to the British accent. Back around. Do you no, know? Um, <clears throat> because you have a way of excavating to the heart of things and people and ideas, concepts. I'm well studied, well read. I'm thinking about very soon maybe for a podcast but i'm about to speak potentially about codependency oh and you're fun and you and i talk about it quite a bit well because i'm well versed (laughs) (laughs) 
What do you think? Like a very needy friend. <laughs> That's why I started learning about it. That's when you came into life. Um, do you think we have an epidemic of it in the church? Hmm. I think we have... Um, an epidemic is a strong word. <laughs> so I was like, do you think we're diseased? Do we think I think... This is where I take time to think. Which is perfect for a podcast. Which <laughs> is great because it's dead air. Radio. Dead air space. I think that... Hmm, all of us have insurmountable needs that no one person will ever meet. Mm. And... Um, we tend to learn how we tend to learn how to approach God through you know our relationships from the time we're born to the time we're 12 and mm. it's already decided by the time we're 12 how we feel about God and ourselves and everyone else around us mm. and so it takes the rest of our lives to unravel that or build on it but I mean the story that already is embedded in our subconscious by that time looks for a way to prove itself over and over so mm. it gathers more information kind of like a case mm. so if we have like a healthy way of pursuing god as though god is the final frontier god is the everything god is the love that sustains every living thing and there's no end to that no end mm. to the discovery of it then i think we're we're set up to experience as a recipient the love of that and mm. not feel like we're just latching on to like our final hope or a final destination rather we're like you know able to expand able to grow able to receive and and then respond but i think on the flip side we've approached god because we needed to for so long out of a we're fatherless we're motherless we're orphaned we need a we need a good dad we need a good mom we need a we need a parenthood of god that that is going to be our ride or die that's going to show up no matter what that's Mm going to sustain us in a in a way of like caring and growing us up and i think that's gorgeous it's definitely it's it to me it's the foundation it's the foundation of Mm. um being able to grow up into ourselves and grow up into love but codependency to me i think we can become codependent on anyone and anything including god i think there's a healthy dependency of course like we're all we're all dangerously dependent on god because we live on the broad breath we live on the, the very exhale of the energy of God that holds every living thing through vibrational frequency together. Yeah. Like we all exist. We all, whether or not we want to acknowledge it or not, we dangerously depend on God wholeheartedly. Yeah. Our very breath, our next breath, our lungs expanding, it's all grace. But I think with, we end up cutting ourselves off thinking that like he's, he, you know, he's, um he, even the pronoun kind of limits him. But yeah. the, the idea of, you know, um, me being nothing and him being everything, I think, creates a codependency. It starts off. Oh, it's that's like, interesting. I have nothing to offer this relationship. This person is my everything. So it's a, la- it's a, it's a, it's a lack of self-worth. I think, I think so. I just, I wonder what, <laughs> I wonder what would happen if we started to actually dare to believe in the, the goodness that was original the original intent the original design that we were actually worth it like Mm. we were actually worth love Mm. and that that's not a question mark it's not on the table for negotiation we're all worth love belonging and acceptance just Mm. like Brene Brown talks about you know like 
I think that expands us. I think mm. it, it pushes us into the edge of ourselves, the vulnerable edge of ourselves. And actually, like, it, it extends us beyond our borders. And that's where we end up seeing, like, yeah. we, we almost, it's like an awakening. It, like, it, expan- yeah. it forces us into an expansion or contraction. We either, like, mm. shut down, close off hold on to like just survival skills, hold on to relationships as survival skills, or we expand and allow relationships and people to be conduits, but not the be all end all that it's all part of the divine. It's all part of the divine love that is holding us together. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think codependency is a huge deal because we still don't realize that there is that the life and light of the Holy Spirit that sustained like every living thing throughout all of history mm. and raised Christ up from the dead is always sustaining us, whether or not we're aware of it. Mm. You know? Because I feel like, you know, you go through, you face an awful lot of challenges as well as, as, well as an awful lot of favor and blessings in your life. And I kind of, I, I look at the journey that you do in relationships and and obviously I've been blessed with having you in my life as a friend. And I think about my journey of codependency and how I've been coming out of that and just what's, what I love about our friendship. And I, I'm, I'm not saying this to go, oh, we're doing this so brilliantly. I'm doing this, I'm saying this isn't, you introduced me to something where you you respected my no as much as my yes and never treat me any differently because of it. Mm-hmm. And you embraced my ability to have decisions and choices <clears throat> and my decisions and choices didn't change how you, was gonna, you were going to be with me as a friend and mm-hmm. vice versa. You travelled the world a lot and um, I think I, you know, in my 20s I just remember friends wanting to bracket you into a certain space, having mm-hmm. expectations of you. You must mm-hmm. fit this bracket, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm going to be sorely disappointed with you. And I think one of the things I love about the journey that we're all going on now is is just this freedom of diversity mm. and difference and embracing the things that people can bring to the table out of their own choice mm. rather than, oh, I better do this because she's going to be mad at me or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the celebration of each other, you, you're, I, I, I love celebrating you in those moments. Um, and I'm never in a space to think... It's it, it it kind of voids this area of comparison because you and I do jobs right next to other people that we could easily um, compare ourselves to in the journey, and I just feel like I'm 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 very blessed by being able to watch and celebrate you mm. in the state of not being not then putting some if I see something that you gain I don't feel like I have to compare that to my to my own lack and of course recently I've been kind of going what would it look like if we did actually just live in in a for seven days if we just lived life if we just didn't lack on any level both on self-worth yeah on abundance and that changes everything and I think you walk in that really well (laughs) (laughs) do you think you walk in that really well not so much I think it I think I'm working on it Mm. I my tendency is towards scarcity and it's not, it's not that I haven't been provided for. That's not yeah. it. I, I grew up in a home that was really content and beautiful. Yeah. And, um, but it's more that I, I struggle with avarice, which is different than greed. It's kind of like, it's, it's like all the precious things I want to keep to myself. 
Yeah. So I have to practice that, I think. I have to practice the, like, ever-expanding, the, the expansion of what love is and does, yeah. which is that it, it brings us out of our border lines and it causes us to, to, to grow and to yeah. shift and to change and to, you know, include and welcome and, and, and become self-aware and, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I take that as a high compliment because it is, because it is practice. And then you surround yourself with a bunch of people that are just like, what, what surprises have you got today, Lord? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I watch you travel the world, just almost having this magnetic field thing with with friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Magnetic. I think we should talk about um, three favorite memories that we have of our friendship. Oh, because we've. Been, I've had a few questions from girls saying, "If you, please get Amanda on the show, and can you talk about how you met and why it is that you are friends with each other." So I'm like, I don't know. Like, she pays me a monthly fee. <laughs> like Hulu? Without yeah. the ads. Yeah, I use her Hulu account, so that's pretty that's part much... part of it. That is part this of it, is isn't my it? my subscription fee. Yeah. Yep. yep, the subscription The day that fee. goes, you probably won't get a text again. <laughs> I'm glad to be of service. Um, three favorite... Well, you want, do you want to lead off? Three favorite moments. Favorite, favorite moments, I think... Um, uh, outside of all of the moments we've ever documented on Insta Story. Yeah. Um, I think actually one was just sheer pride, I think. And there was that, um, it was Heaven Come and um, this conference that we'd done in LA. And you had sung a song over Los Angeles. <clears throat> this was only recently, it was only a few months ago. And... Um, I just remember there was just this kind of wild rift that was with the piano and the cello and the violins and um, I'd never really experienced, I've always known you're incredibly talented and what you do in worship is off the charts and yet there was something just as a friend of just this sheer pride of what you did in the moment and how humble you were in the moment and I, what I like is the impact that you can make in a room and yet you don't make it about yourself. Does that make sense? Mm. You just you just steward very well how to say yes, and the ability to be able to um, uh, kind of look in on on just what he's doing rather than what you're doing is just such an inspiration to me. Because I think if I was as talented as you are on the piano, <laughs> I mean, which I am on some days, I try, mm. and then I realise I pressed the demo key on the keyboard. <laughs> so. You're playing Moonlit Sonata. Yeah. And then you see after this particular question, I'm going to ask you to respond. In singing. Oh. Just singing. You're not allowed to answer any of the questions by talking now. You have to just sing. I have to sing. sing. (laughs) Like Hannah James. Sing. (laughs) See, I would never talk, though, if I could sing that again. This is why I've not been given your gift. I wouldn't stop talking about a British accent. Oh, well, then you see, I don't. <laughs> because it sounds so Why lovely. would I sing when I sound like this as I talk? Anyway, um, so, so that beautiful. was one of my uh, that was one of my moments of just Witnessing. you coming you coming off stage and me mm. just um, getting to love on you and mm. saying those moments. Um, another one was uh, when um, I'd woken up. Um, I'd opened the bedroom door and you were outside with a cup of tea 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you were bowing, curtsying, <laughs> and reversing backwards, going, My liege, your tea is here this morning, because we just watched The Crown. My liege. And then everything was about my liege, my lady. Yeah, it's, it's been that way ever since. Yeah, we, we don't call be. each other anything else. No. That's one of my, that was my, so just the fact my that liege. you came in unannounced to my apartment in the morning. To I be thought fair, I, think, I do have a key. <laughs> yeah, she didn't to break be in. Fair, I did not break in. Crowbar her way in. Um, <laughs> and then my third one was probably when we went to go li- to listen to someone talking about beauty in Los Angeles. Mm. And um, mm. and I was like, I was trying to impress a dude that was sitting next to me. <laughs> and you were sitting in the row behind me. And um, and it was just, you know, I just met him. So it was just slightly <laughs> uncomfortable, unco- slightly awkward. Hi, nice, very polite. Hi, nice to see you. Oh, that's a lovely pair of jeans. Well done, that kind of... And then the, the lecture starts, and you're getting so moved by the content. There are just these oh noises coming from behind me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, she's a creative. And I'm I just, so sorry. I she's never to, been out of her house before. She's, she's not left the cage for seven years, <laughs> and just crying and me passing you tissues I like don't these know who this is. <laughs> I think she's from another country. Um, so yeah, so those are my three, those are my three oh my gosh. to be. Those are great memories. And then obviously about an hour later, you were like, I'm so sorry if I made it awkward for you in this moment. <laughs> you were deeply apologizing. For... And then you were saying sorry in front of him. Absolutely. <laughs> Which... I did. I did. And then I... You, I'm so sorry if I made this awkward for you guys. And yes. And then I'm... I was like, no, not now. Not really. In your fir- on your first Date. On your first date. No, we're not on a date. No, we're not on a date. <laughs> so sorry that I've ruined your first date, guys. Really so I'm like, no, no, we're not on a date. Oh, this is what And then after that, you'd be like, sorry that I said that about you guys on a date. That's absolutely right. <laughs> and he was right behind us. Yeah, that didn't happen. So it, yeah, it was a lot of uncomfortable sorries. I do I do feel that it is better to embrace those moments. <laughs> As my little homeschooled self would. <laughs> Were you homeschooled? Yes. Were you? Yeah. How did I not know this information? I, I, I don't know. I went to an all-girls school. We couldn't be more opposite in how you were brought up. I, was, you have, I went to an all-girls school. Did, did you go to boarding school? No, it was a boarding did school, but I was locker? a day girl. I had a locker. I had a red berry. Oh, my gosh. I See, wore that a red berry just... and red socks. With These a crest of an eagle, and it had Christ me speed, and we had a, a sorry, school what? anthem. We had a crest eagle, and it had Christ me speed across it. Christ me speed, speed. Mm. like Christ makes me fast. <laughs> no, no, Christ and me <laughs> equals speed. Fast, fast, faster than a hawk. <laughs> Faster than an eagle. Christ, my speed. speed. I'm going to start <laughs> signing off texts with you. With Christ, my speed. It's better than God's well, speed, then, I think. But our, our school anthem had the lines, Within these walls of grey, how much do we gather? To Laughter oh. and friendship gay. Oh. oh! And we were like, oh, we didn't even realise that was a... A thing. A homosexual connotation. Didn't know that was a thing. Because that that's how old the school anthem was when we were gay men happy. 
Well, I mean, Christ meets speed. I'm Christ meets speed. You haven't heard that before. You don't say that in your vernacular every no, day. No, but I am now. I am. It's going to be Christ a song. And then our assemblies would start off in Latin. The head teacher would come in oh, a large gown. It was absolutely like Hogwarts without question. Oh, my gosh. It was wonderful. And she would come in and go, uh, she would say something in Latin, and then we would say, Selweo Magistra. S- sorry, say that a little Salway o magistra. Salway o magistra. <laughs> Salway o magistra. You sound like what's her face when you go. Salway o magistra. What does that and mean? And then we would sing Wait, a few hymns. I know, I can't even remember now. All I remember from my Latin lessons were Amo Massa Masha, Mamsa Masha Zement. Which was I love, you love, we love, he, she, it loves. It, they love, we love. It loves. It loves. <laughs> it loves you. It loves. So, um, and that was by my Latin teacher who made it a very important point to talk to the flowers and the leaves of the plants <gasps> in the classroom before we began our lesson. Oh my gosh. That's You'd beautiful. You'd have loved her. She would, had those absolutely. like half spectacles and all oh this She was fabulous. And then we had actual fountain pens. We had to write with actual pens. We weren't allowed pens. We had inkwells. No. Those Victorian desks that no, you opened you did up. Not. Absolutely, I did. A whiteboard was far too progressive. Way too progressive. Is this far school too much. still going? Still going. What do they do now? It's got a few extra tennis courts and, you know, sports fields. Do they They've have their the game. computers? They did paint the walls of grey into being more of a khaki colour. Oh. Do they still have <laughs> They do. Speed. They still have it. When I next go back to England, I'm going to take a picture of it. I don't know. I think it means Christ with us or something like that. But I will find out. <laughs> I can't remember. Why don't I know this stuff now? Because Christ it's useless <laughs> for my life. Anyway. Speedy sort of say, Christ in me. <laughs> speedy Christ in me. Christ, would you pick up the speed would you pick up of the my speed? transformation? <laughs> that is our prayers at school. Speed Every it up. morning, Christ, Christ, me, speed. Amen. I'm going to start using that. And then we had house captains and we had like houses. So a bit like the Gridditch and the, all those kind of things. That is the coolest. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were pretty surprised. I never played hockey, though. Too terrifying to play hockey. So my Running dad was a with... hockey coach. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So he made sure that we knew how to skate. Can I just say what I like about play. this conversation? <laughs> These are things I should know about you, considering you're one of my best friends. And yet this is a bit like that time where we were about five months into our friendship. And, and you, you said... You tell me about your brother. <laughs> and I go, you have a brother? <laughs> I mean, I'm have... a terrible person. No, I mean... I just, listen, I'm great on the deep, I'm just not good on the basics. On the, on the level. It's because you're too speedy. It's because <laughs> it's Christ, Christ in you speed. is too fast. <laughs> you go to the depths real quick, barely come up for air. So you were homeschooled, okay. tell me about that journey. Grade 3 to grade 12. Did you give yourself a <laughs> high five? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's, uh, you know, I... Was I clap my hands above my head in case you um yeah I just did like a <clears throat> I did it did it bless you it did did it yes did mostly you think because there was anything that you missed <laughs> sorry mom and dad but yes. I'm 33 now and I need to let this out. <laughs> 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 this could 
professional time. No, um, it was wonderful because I loved music and I wanted to pursue music. And so because of the demanding practice mm. schedule and all the studies that ensued, my parents let me lean into that oh, wow. when it was going to become a career thing. Not oh, wow. even not necessarily what I'm doing now, but yeah. just the study. I was studying classical piano. And um, would you have like? Would you have done like, if you hadn't found the Lord, <laughs> and yet you were very into the classical? If Christ and Speed had right. not in your life, which <laughs> would you have been like an orchestral pianist? Would you have been like one of those, or homeless, one homeless <laughs> with a battered piano, just playing my feelings? Blinky blonky. Yeah, doesn't make any <laughs> sound. Um, I don't know. I because I loved lis- I love listening to classical music. It's also it also was nearly impossible for me to learn, and I kind of I studied it to in order to get a diploma. I didn't. Mm. That wasn't my that wasn't my be all end all. It was mm. I wanted to learn everything. Everything is a strong statement. I wanted to learn whatever I could about harmony and. Um, and history and counter all the things, the theory and stuff. So that, so that I could eventually create, I was way too timid to create at the time. So I didn't really, but I, so I did Mm. the study in order to do something else. I mean, I was was such a space cadet. I didn't, I I had such a hard time focusing on anything that didn't appeal to me in my mind. So I would just spend hours staring out the farm window. (laughs) My mom would be like, (laughs) you can do it. You can read this page, and I'm like, but, but look at the, the birds—they're <laughs> speaking to me. Not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are times I just watch you looking out the window. Yes. I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. Do you? Did you have an imaginary friend? Oh, many. What? Absolutely. You had many imaginary. Not friends. so much. I wouldn't say imaginary friends. I would say. Um, Were they all called Carrie? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Um, I would say I had imaginary conversations oh, with I real would people. Love to have seen. Oh, like with people who exist, not so much oh. like an imaginary person. It was like real people who exist that I would never have the courage to talk to in my entire life. I would have imaginary oh. conversations with them and imagine <laughs> them being my friends. So I guess it is an imaginary friend. <laughs> But they had a face and a name and yeah, they like actually they were... walk past you every day. Yeah, and I still do this in my car. Is that when you I'm coming for me. you. I'm coming for This is When exa- you watch me. This is the secret. At the very beginning when you met me at that party. Did you, for those next nine months, did you just have imaginary conversations with me? I often have conversations after the fact where I'm like, if I would have <laughs> had the time to think a thought and respond in the moment, this is what I would have said. So texting has saved all of my relationships. And in fact, everyone who knows me at this point, yeah. you know this about yeah. well, I'll be in a situ- I'll be in a situation with more than one person. Because one on one I thrive, but any more than that it's a crowd, man. It's like <laughs> just there's so many thoughts that are crowding, never mind the people and the thoughts that they bring. And so I um, often will send a text after the fact. Saying how I actually felt, what I actually think, all the things that come. And I used to just think I was really, I was just, 
really slow, <laughs> really late to the game. Now, studying the Enneagram, I oh, find that yes. it's, I have an excuse for it. Just kidding, I don't. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it, it acknowledges and validates the actual work it takes to for every personality to, yeah. to rise and to, to drop into the moment and to be present. So for me, it was like I had lots of friends in my head. I still The thing is, I still operate this way where I'm like, I can have a conversation with a friend and go off of like that for two to six months and be yeah. like, well, we love each other. We're good. <laughs> like, it exists <laughs> in my mind it's and it's very real there. Yeah. Unless otherwise noted, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, as a kid I had a lot of those. And I had real friends too. No, I had actual imaginary friends. Oh, I, I didn't just have one though, I had an imaginary class. Oh. I had an entire class. So I was obviously a teacher right from the very beginning. Absolutely. But but I had an imaginary class that um, they all had names. And I would go into McDonald's with my mum. And um, my mum just learned just to let me do this. <laughs> and, um, Good job, mummy. So I would go in and I would save all the tables oh, around mcdonald's like 15 tables because obviously in my class would you tell strangers that they can i'd be like sorry you can't sit there did you really yeah i actually did and i go sorry you can't sit there my class are coming to join my class (laughs) literally and so people would just look at me and they look at my mother and be going she's just going just let her let her have have this moment let her have this moment but there would be times where i come down down the stairs and i'd be crying my eyes out my mum's like what's the matter and i'd be like my class won't behave (laughs) I literally created this whole That's chaotic nightmare. I mean, it's a problem with an only child. We fantasize far too much and imagine far too many chaotic oh, problems. Oh, I love... I, I'm into that. Super independent, though, super imaginative. Absolutely. But sometimes I still... Even when I drive, I find myself going on to fantasy land. Oh, absolutely. I still do. I When I was a kid, and I grew up on a farm mm. in the middle of Canada, and... Uh, we had a riding lawnmower and it would take about eight hours to mow the lawns around the yard and I loved it. I loved it. I loved having that much time to myself, (laughs) to my own little thoughts. And I would often wonder how far I could get on the lawnmower. Like I could mow (laughs) ditches and then like earn money to put gas in it and then just keep driving. Like, how far could I get? Like, all these visions of you, like <laughs> yes. Forrest Gump, but on a lawnmower. That's exactly <laughs> it. I just, I would just dream of it. We had all this farm equipment, and my dad oh. would let me drive it. I don't, I mean, it just was, it was just, just <laughs> it's just, but I, I would often wonder about every tractor. I'm like, ooh, that one's kind of fast. <laughs> Until I got my driver's license and I could actually drive places. An I just always. Car wanted to go somewhere and see mm-hmm. something and then return with my findings <laughs> and hoard them all to myself. <laughs> I wanted to go out and gather the stories, buy a token, bring it home to my cave, and then I can sit in my cave with all my tokens. <laughs> this is true to this day, which is the irony. It's like, I keep lanyards from events, I keep plane tickets. Poor Jacob is just like, Thousands more of tick, more paper. I, I he's this minim- weird there's about- always a hoarder and oh, there's a non-hoarder in every marriage. Yes, he's the minimalist. It's, he keeps I knew our it. home running. He keep he goes through stuff. He's like, <laughs> she won't miss it if I like. At this I love, point, I do love the fact though that I brought you over like a a quote, a framed quote. That was and- him. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob 
about two weeks later, I was like, why is my quote in the garage? That's Jacob here. He's the minimalist. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. Funny, I'm going to check if Jacob's happy with your present. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I loved it. It's just... It's good that it's needed, though. Otherwise, if you both orders, that's it. I mean, I wouldn't be able to get through your front door. No, you you wouldn't. I and I think we've, we've talked about our dream house one day, and he he's you know there's a wing for you. The, yes, because the dream <laughs> for me to have a clear head is to like have a clear space and not yeah. have it cluttered. Actually, that is like a that's a dream to me. But I need a room. For all of my books, all of my tokens, all of yeah. the memories that are associated well, with every piece of paper that I own. to me. Absolutely. And my Christ me speed red Christ me picture. speed. <laughs> Christ I will me find speed. that. I'm going to find it for yes. you. Yes. Um, I might do those questions that, um, you know, have you ever watched the Inside the Actors Studio? No. Yes. Yeah. I think I've seen a couple. <laughs> <laughs> my first answer is no. No, yes. And uh, he asks those questions at the end, Ooh. and he goes, um, <laughs> questions that I don't remember. No, I do remember them. Uh, favorite word? There's too many running through my head right now. <laughs> I know, that's the problem. Um, synchronicity Ooh. is one of my favorites right now. Luminosity. Ooh. Ooh. Is there any word that begins with iti? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Serenity. So, nope. See, nope. That That's one my didn't... favorite one. <gasps> just in case you wanted to know. Serenity. Serenity is my favorite one. Just because of what it represents and how it sounds. I love um, how you were like, how about serenity? I'm like, no. That's not my favorite. I don't like it. You're like, no. that's my favorite word. Oh. Tractor. Glad we caught this. <laughs> yeah. um, favorite sound. Uh, that's a hard one. There's too many. I can't pick one. Can I pick several? Mm. Uh, boys Favorite choir. Sounds. Boys oh, choir. Yes. Um, a delicious <laughs> French horn. Oh. Um, cello. I just want to crawl oh. into a cello and live oh. there probably for the rest of my life. That's how I would like to die. When I'm <laughs> headed... When I am, hopefully not in a plane crash, one day, because it'd be hard to get a cello and cram my body into a cello and have someone play it. If there was any narcissism left in wow. me, that's it. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not ready for this plane crash. I, I need a cello. I need someone to play it. And I need to be able to crawl into it to die there. So cello is one of my, And then, you know, the sound of silence. The Sound of Nature. As in the album by no. Simon and Garfunkel? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, The Sound of Silence. Um, the actual sound of silence on a good the day. The sound of silence. There it is. There da, it is. Da, 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 that one. That one. Um, I love birds. I went for a walk in a bird sanctuary the other day. Is or the actual? <laughs> yes, no. Actual birds. I went for a walk in a bird sanctuary the other day. Yes, around a lake. And what is your uh, life? You just get to yes. play on the piano and waltz around a <laughs> bird sanctuary. Well, there I am, pastoring every journey of every moment of the day with 70 people. Including me. Including you, Amanda. I call you from my bird sanctuary and I'm like, Carrie, do you hear this? One of the birds is off. And it disrupted my serenity. It triggered me. 
It triggered me into a past moment. Pastor me through this. I don't care that you're teaching. I don't care that you're on stage. I'm in the middle of a talk right now, Amanda. If you could... That was one... Oh, that's another favourite moment. So I was actually in the middle of a talk and you got up and Instagrammed. So I, I just interrupted myself. You might as well just scan the room. I did. And show what you're interrupting. I did. Oh, no. I did. Um, you get to the pearly gates. What does the Lord say to you? Oh my gosh. What do you want to hear? I don't, you can't say why cockroaches, because that seems to be quite a favourite that everyone wants to ask first. I'm like, that's your first question that you would ask the Lord when you get there. The second one is, um, well done, good and faithful servant. You can't say that, because that's already been quoted. No, I'm already on the edge of tears. What instantly oh. came to mind, I don't, um, was welcome home. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's so, so simple. I think it's just wow. that. Why you look so pretty when you cry? Oh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of other things. I feel like, you know, I hope he says, but um, that would be the reverberation. I think is the thing that feels like it rings the most true, like a tuning fork. It just feels like that would be what I would hear, not like just what I would hope to hear. It feels like that would be. Maybe that's because I'm. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to tears. Because I'm like, mm. I feel like that. Today, I feel like I don't have to wait for that. Mm. Then I feel like I'm. I feel like the invitation is every day that, it's it's not this crossing over onto another side type of thing. It's wow. the, to be connected to. God and everything, and to to. To. To have it become so true and so practiced and so, like, leaned into that that would be the first thing, maybe, that I would hear, you know. Have you got any gold glitter eyelash, <laughs> eyelash on today? No, I'm just crying gold. Yeah, no, I literally, <laughs> literally, there's, like, gold glitter. As you were just crying, there's literally gold dust on your cheek. Well. So this, that promotes Maybe my I'm next being question. beamed up. <laughs> Okay, this is the, there's a question that I feel like even just talking to you when I talk, when the Lord's been talking to me as you got moved, I was like, what's the closest you've ever felt to Him? What's is there a defining moment where you've felt oh. the closest? Oh man, there's so many that I feel like I could crawl out of my skin. Um, mm. That. I think for me, what feels what feels like when quote unquote God feels the closest to quote unquote me is where uh, I feel like my awareness is tuned. Like I, I feel like I need I feel like the practice of almost being um, connected to God as a tiny human being is to uh, like our practice is to um, just simply locate. Rumi writes about this. Um, the that our job is to locate any barriers to love, not to become more lovable, but just to locate within us any barriers mm. that we, any resistance that we have to love. And as soon as we locate them, immediately love, if we're aware of it, love rushes in and we get to partake in that, you know, reality of it transforming us. Mm. Um, 
And so for me, it usually is the subtle things. It's not the loud things. It's the very subtle moments where I'm like, only you could have known. Like, only you could know this, you know? Mm. There's so many of them, especially recently, where little adjustments of my heart, like it always comes down to the little things, the subtleties, but the little adjustments of my heart where he knows and I know and no one else knows. No one else knows what a tiny thing costs us, like. That's why I think, like, we really don't know. Like, he is Mm. a searcher of every heart because Mm. there are things between him and I that nobody else will ever know. Mm. And, um, and, uh, so there's moments where there's a little subtle adjustment between him and I, and I use the pronoun because it's a familiar term, like, Mm. him, you know? I, but God is so much more than a pronoun Mm. to me at this point. God speaks to me through everything, and, and, um... Anyways, I I feel like my heart gets tuned to the frequency of also (laughs) the dog. Sasha is in the background drinking water. Um, (laughs) My heart gets tuned to a frequency that feels like it's all-encompassing. It's surrounding, it's, it's... overwhelming and and it's it's infilling it's indwelling it's covering it's hovering it's progressing it's like mending and healing it's merging and mending the history and the future together it eliminates time it that to me is like i there are so many it there are so many moments that are accessible to us at this point that aren't it's not a futuristic clause like a fine print of oh by the way your hope is that one day you die and end up in this ethereal space that we you know imagine called heaven and it's not just an imagination i'm not trying to say that heaven is a real place to me but i but i just god is so much closer to me than that Mm. and um, you miss opportunities, I think. If you yeah. think like that, of just waiting until the end and yeah. then, then everything will be fine. I'm like, there's, there's in all the the, cha- the challenges and hurdles that we face, we there are moments to find the kingdom mm. in it, um, if we choose to. I can find them everywhere. That's yeah. the thing. I, I the other day we were in London at um, the airport. You're welcome. Was this the moment where you were most close to him? Because <laughs> yes. You were in my hometown. I understand. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> and we were it wasn't you see it wasn't my first instinct to stare up at the sky which always used to be when I was a kid I spent much of my day Mm. doing that Mm. um uh and 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 my my friend John Paul and and Jeremy and Cassie we were all there and and they all wanted to stare at the sky so we went and, and stood outside and watched planes take off at Heathrow Airport because we were flying out the next day and we were right next to it. And they were flying into this canvas of colors and the colors just kept changing and it was so fluid and move moving. And um, I just stared at it until I realized, oh, you're in everything. I forgot. Hmm. And I just started... It, it moved me to tears because the simplicity of that moment could have been lost. I could have lost. I could. Wow. I, he would have. He does anything to get our attention. Like he, he's always moving. That's the beauty yeah. of it. It wasn't like oh, I could have. I would have missed you. I'm scrounging. Yeah. It's scarcity. Yeah. It's my poverty that pulls me to you. Like wow. rather, it was. It was. 
if not this, you would have done something else. Yeah. If not this, you're always speaking. So you would have found me yeah. like later in my hotel room, you would have spoken like some, somehow wow. today, the point was that love, like the fullness of love of God would get my attention wow. and speak to me and I would be a receiver for it and a responder. And so I started writing it down. Like the, the, it became a prayer. It was like, take me back to simple things. Um, where I found you and everything and worship wasn't wow. just a song I'd sing all my life and offering or it was just like everything is connected I'm connected to you in all things the separation like I, I'll just do anything to close the gap that I can do I mean Jesus has already done that in fullness so mine is attuning to his action it's like yeah. my it's it's a response to his move you know wow and so there's that, and then the other one that came to mind was after reading a book called The Veil, which was um, very much about like the supernatural and the you know the this guy who sees you know in the in the spirit and angels and demons and kind of all this all this stuff, and it's really beautifully written. It's an mm. incredible story. It's a life story. It's like a testimony. And um, I'm not I'm not wired that way. I would say very much. Like it's yeah. just very. It was like, I, I struggle, I find, I think God speaks all of our languages and our personalities, so I've, I've found yeah. God more in quantum physics and studying, you know, yeah. energy fields and how things work and are, like, divinely orchestrated and put together and how, you know, wow. we're held together. To me, that that is how I've found God more than anything, but... um this book, like this story, I'm also dr- like drawn to stories, and this this is a story of a man who sees beauty and in in everything, and and also tragedy and trauma. But he he brings he brings it all to a point at the end of the book, and led you know leads people gently into God speaks your language, He speaks your personality, He speaks to you in whatever way that you understand Him. It's not that you are meant to hear Him the way I hear Him. You're meant to hear God the way that you hear yeah. God. And so he leads people into this, like, this encounter kind of thing. And I laid in bed. And I had just, I don't know what it, it just felt like a redefining moment of, um, I want to say, there's no English, there's just no, maybe I'll find a word for it. Maybe it's Latin. Christ me feet. <laughs> Christ me feet. There's no English word for it that I can find. There's nothing that I can sing that's, that's, that can describe this kind of encounter. There's just wow. nothing. There's nothing. The only thing that I think can come close is putting it into some kind of melody and music, and even mm. that feels far from it. It was just this simple, like I said, really hidden encounter. Like it's not loud. It's not in front of people. It's nothing. Mm. It's like you are so. Uh, I'm gonna borrow the phrase. Um, extremely loud and uncomfortably close mm. to me, and yet it's completely still. And, and yet my whole body, like my whole, my whole frame is shaking. And it was one of those redefining of like, you will always be like, you are the final frontier for me. Like there is just nothing that, there's just nothing that, um, I say there's nothing in the moments we say there's nothing that could, you know, draw me away or like entice me or like compare to this, you know? But that that gets tested later, you know, just because we are human and we get distracted. But it was just one of those ones that stayed with me. It was, I think it was more than anything, it was, oh, he speaks my language. And um, I'm 
I want to do the work of finding him in everything. And you do. Quite brilliantly. Mm. I feel like... You know I'm getting Josh Marlin on for... <gasps> He's my favourite. I know, I'm getting one in, in a couple of weeks' time mm. to talk about kind of quantum physics and faith and mm. science and the connection and all that kind of thing. Especially after what you said about him and how he just... Amazing. You know, so... I'm getting him on, but I, I also feel like I need to do another podcast with you to ask some questions. So, um, because as I've been talking to you, a bunch of women have been contacting me with questions for you. So, diligently, mm. I should ask you some questions. Okay. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to... I don't know how you would tune in halfway through into a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to Carrie and Amanda Cook. Uh, that sounded like I was a Carrie. Carrie Lloyd and Amanda <laughs> Cook. Carrie Cook. For One the Carrie day, Cook. Finally. Well, we were going to do a YouTube channel called Carrie and the Cook. Carrie and the Cook. We should do that at some point. We were going to do a lot. We were going to do a film. We have many plans. Stay tuned. <laughs> we have a long we life have left. to do. Love Just as long as there projects. isn't that plane crash, we're going to be As long as there's no plane crash and I don't go to Mars, which I won't. I, if you could promise me that. I won't. I can promise you that. Because I don't fancy joining you. And no one can pay me enough At the last minute, this is what you do when you travel. You're like, come with me. And as much as I would love to, <laughs> it's a no. Did you know that I actually met an, air, um, an astronaut that said that he believed... He travelled more aerospace than any other astronaut at the time when I'd met him. Mm. This is like 2009. And he said he believed that there was life on Mars 50 years ago. And I was like, what? Why? And he said, well, when we were, you know, when we were looking at it, we recognised that the conditions and the elements of, of that planet actually had enough for life to survive on it. So... It's Elvis. <laughs> I'm sorry. And on that note, thank you so much for joining <laughs> You've us. been there the whole time. <laughs> you wish you had our friendship, kind, but you kind. don't. And I'll let myself in Whether or not you like it You chose me as a friend And when you chose I came with baggage Baggage Everyone's scared of that word But it's just baggage Yeah, is that the locksmith I've... I've Friendship <laughs> with Gary I'd like to change you my lock You wish you had it But you never will No, you don't want this. No one wants this. Yeah, her dad's card is full. My pain Let is your me. game, people. My pain is your game. Thanks for checking into the Carrie Lloyd podcast. Um, if you loved it, share it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Carrie Gracie, Facebook at uh, Carrie Lloyd, and Twitter at Carrie Gracie. Um, we do have a website which is CarrieLloyd.net, and if you have any questions of any sort, um, then you can just email me at Carrie at CarrieLloyd.net. <laughs>